Good morning, and welcome to Simply CRE. It's Friday, February 23rd. On today's show, we debunk CMBS loan myths and explore the secure source of commercial real estate lending. Plus, we discuss the alarming 97% year-over-year increase in commercial foreclosures. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply CRE. We start off with a look at the commercial real estate finance market. In the wake of several regional bank failures this year, and amid increased regulatory scrutiny and a shift of deposits to larger banks, regional banks have tightened lending standards for commercial real estate loans. This has created a significant gap in the commercial real estate finance market. Against this backdrop, investors are being urged to consider Commercial Mortgage-Backed Security, or CMBS, loans as a secure and viable option for financing commercial real estate projects. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply CRE. Can you tell us more about CMBS loans and why they are being touted as a viable financing source? Certainly, David. CMBS loans have been a very useful financing tool historically. They were instrumental in reviving the real estate lending market after the savings and loan crisis of the 1980s and 1990s. Despite their usefulness, several myths have prevented many real estate investors from considering CMBS as a viable financing source. Today, I'd like to debunk some of these myths. That sounds interesting. What's the first myth you'd like to address? The first myth is that CMBS loans are much more expensive for borrowers than other types of loans. In reality, CMBS loan interest rates can be incredibly competitive and often have lower interest rates than those offered by bank lenders. They typically offer fixed rates, allowing a borrower to lock in a good interest rate for 10 years compared to the five years typically offered for bank loans. Additionally, CMBS loans are non-recourse, which is attractive for loan sponsors as it shields their personal assets from liabilities. What about the belief that CMBS lenders have no long-lasting relationships with borrowers and are lenders of last resort? That's another myth. Many CMBS loans are with repeat borrowers who show loyalty to CMBS lenders and their counsel when they demonstrate smooth execution over several past transactions. CMBS lenders also win over loyal customers when they accommodate a borrower's request to show creativity in maximizing loan proceeds that conventional lenders are unable or unwilling to do. And what about the notion that CMBS loans are not negotiable with zero flexibility? That's another misconception. While CMBS loans need to satisfy the rating agencies and bondholders, there is much flexibility within the complex rules and regulations surrounding securities. Once the securities market requirements are met, the CMBS lender is able to negotiate various aspects to tailor to the borrower's needs. Finally, there's a belief that the CMBS loan industry will not survive. What's your take on that? That's another myth. While CMBS loans no longer account for nearly one quarter of the $3.1 trillion commercial real estate market, they have settled into an impressive yearly range of $60 billion. This could be expected to grow given the turmoil in the regional banking sector. The ability to spread risk, diversify portfolios, price loans appropriately to reflect risk, and ultimately lower interest rates for borrowers are some of the reasons why the CMBS loan industry will continue to thrive. Thanks to our Simply CRE reporter Celeste, 
for debunking myths surrounding CMBS loans. In related news, commercial foreclosures in the U.S. have seen a significant increase, rising 17% in January from the previous month and a staggering 97% from 2023, according to data from real estate and property data provider Adam. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent Michael. So Michael, what does this surge in commercial foreclosures signify? David, this surge is indicative of a market that is adjusting to long-term economic shifts following a global event. It signifies not just a return to pre-pandemic activity levels, but also the ongoing adjustments within the commercial real estate sector as it navigates through a landscape transformed by evolving business practices and consumer behaviors. Can you give us a breakdown of these foreclosures? Are there any states that stand out? Certainly. California had the highest number of foreclosures in January, with 181 foreclosures making up 28.5% of the total. This represented a 174% increase over the same month in 2023. New York, on the other hand, saw a 12% drop compared to January 2023 with 59 foreclosures. Texas had 56 foreclosures last month, which was a 143% increase compared to the previous year. And how does Adam count these commercial foreclosures? Adam's count considers the total number of commercial properties with at least one foreclosure filing entered into its database during the month. Its report incorporates documents filed for default, list pendants, and real estate-owned properties. However, it's important to note that Adam didn't break down the types of properties that make up its count, nor properties that may have been returned to their lenders via deed in lieu of foreclosure transactions. Can you explain what deed in lieu of foreclosure transactions are and how they might be impacting the market? A deed in lieu of foreclosure is a transaction in which borrowers voluntarily transfer their properties to lenders. It's a way for borrowers to avoid foreclosure if they can't repay their mortgage. While Adam's report doesn't include these transactions, other reports suggest that the pace of these transactions is on the rise, particularly among office landlords. Thanks for that report, Michael. Now let's shift our focus to some new data from CBRE. It indicates that commercial real estate lending in the U.S. showed signs of stabilization at the end of 2023, with borrowing costs seemingly having peaked, even though transaction activity remains subdued. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply CRE. Can you tell us more about this data from CBRE, James? Certainly, David. The CBRE Lending Momentum Index, which tracks the pace of CBRE-originated commercial loan closings in the U.S., increased by 1.0% from Q3 2023. This marks the first quarterly increase since Q1 2022. However, the index still saw a decline of 38.1% compared to the strong loan volume of Q4 2022. The index closed Q4 2023 at a value of 189. What does this mean for the capital markets? James Millen, U.S. President of Debt and Structured Finance for CBRE, stated that while the capital markets continue to present challenges, more constructive lending conditions are being seen for specific asset classes. Factors such as a material decline in credit spreads in the liquid markets, a lower trading band for benchmarks, a reset of cap rates at higher levels, and anticipated interest rate cuts by the Federal Reserve have created a more favorable transactional environment. Who were the largest contributors to CBRE's non-agency loan closings? 
Banks maintained their position as the largest contributors for the seventh consecutive quarter, accounting for 39.5% of the total in Q3 2023. This was an increase from 38.4% in the previous quarter. Floating rate loans contributed about one-third of the loan volume in Q4 2023, with 38% allocated to refinancings and the remainder supporting property acquisitions. What about alternative lenders and life insurance companies? Alternative lenders, such as debt funds and mortgage REITs, represented 30% of the Q4 2023 loan volume, up from 27.4% in Q3 2023, with multifamily assets remaining the preferred property type. Life insurance companies accounted for 27.4% of origination volume in Q4 2023, down from 33% in the previous quarter, predominantly in fixed-rate acquisition and refinancing loans for industrial and retail assets. What changes were observed in underwriting criteria in Q4 2023? The average underwritten cap rate increased by 16 basis points to 5.68%, while the average loan-to-value ratio rose to 61.4% from 58.3% in Q3 2023. Higher interest rates translated to loan constants averaging 6.72% in Q4 2023, representing a 79 basis point increase year over year. What about government agency lending on multifamily assets? Government agency lending on multifamily assets slowed to $27.1 billion in Q4 2023, down from $29.8 billion in Q3 2023. CBRE's agency pricing index, reflecting average fixed agency mortgage rates on 7- to 10-year permanent loans, rose 40 basis points in Q4 2023 and 83 basis points year-over-year year to 6.4%. Thanks for the insights, James. Now, shifting our focus to the commercial real estate sector, it seems the pandemic's impact is starting to take a toll on property lenders' patients. A recent report from Adam reveals a significant increase in U.S. commercial real estate foreclosures. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent, Bella. Can you tell us more about these findings? Certainly, David. According to the report, there were 635 U.S. commercial real estate foreclosures in January, that's a 17% increase from the previous month and roughly twice as many as in January 2023. These figures are based on the number of commercial properties with at least one foreclosure filing entered into Adams Data Warehouse in a given month. That's quite a jump. What led to this increase in foreclosures? The pandemic has been a significant disruptor for the commercial real estate sector. Many businesses had to close or scale back operations, leading to difficulties in meeting their financial obligations. Initially, lenders were willing to strike deals to help owners navigate the initial shock. However, as the pandemic continues to impact the economy, it seems that lenders' patience is running out, leading to an increase in foreclosures. And how does this compare to the situation before the pandemic? Foreclosures hit a low in May 2020, which was shortly after the pandemic began. This was largely due to the deals that lenders were striking with borrowers. However, the current foreclosure rate is significantly higher, indicating a shift in lenders' approach. What could be the potential implications of this trend? The increase in foreclosures could lead to a higher number of commercial properties on the market, potentially driving down prices. This could present opportunities for investors, but could also lead to further financial difficulties for those struggling to sell their properties. It's a complex situation that will require careful monitoring. 
indeed, a situation to keep an eye on. Thanks for that report, Bella. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply CRE. We'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>